Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. And welcome back, everyone. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you around the world from our broadcast center and studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to uh, send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, exxon Radio TV. To find out about the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, just visit www.xzbn.net. On Simul TV, we are Channel 21, that's the Exxon TV channel, which once again we have 724, 365 programming that is paranormal, parapsychology, new age, and much more. Once again, www.simultv.com, channel 21. Later on this month, Exonation, we are going to be throughout the United States on iLaunch TV, and we're also going to be on the United States in, on Comcast. So exciting times here in the Exxon. Once again, coming to you around the world from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is uh, Carolyn, and uh, Carolyn is a most unique, inspiring individual whose passions and interests really have no limitations. Her unique childhood awakened uh, a sense of wonder to the hidden forces of the universe and gave her the feeling that she was raised by the grace of nature. This was the beginning of a communion and exploration of life's mysteries that became deeper with passion and the passing of time. Carolyn's artistic talents led her into the entertainment industry. For over 20 years, she designed unique, one-of-a-kind pieces for famous rock stars and entertainers. Carolyn is a counselor and a teacher and has helped thousands of people worldwide awaken to their true nature through the principles of the human design system. Her website, EinsteinTheCrystalSkull.com. And Carolyn, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. What happened at the very young age that started <laughs> you on your journey to where you are today? Well, it's a good story. Um, when I was young and four years old, uh, which is a common age to have unusual experiences, mm -hmm. um, I had a moment where all of a sudden I remembered I was just part of everything. I looked at my fingers and wondered what they were. I just remember being one with everything. I looked at the trees and wondered, wow, what, you know, these are all separate. What's going on? Um, the car, you know, everything was separate. Everything was different. So uh, 
in that moment, I was told not to worry and that this was all an experiment and that I was to be here and enjoy my experience and my experiment and have fun. And the whole time I was here, I was to have fun and uh, take notes, basically. So that was four years old. That was the best I could figure with that. Um, we might call that experience mm -hmm. a walk-in experience. Uh, I'm not really looking for that identity, but it was unusual. And I never forgot the feeling of being one with everything, just seeing such a large picture at four years old. And how did this unique experience, what kind of effect did it have uh, with you as you were growing up, you know, from a little four-year-old to a teen to an adult? Well, it was interesting. Uh, I was always interested, maybe not at four years old, but, you know, as I grew, I was always interested in nature. And then as I got older, I was trying to figure out these mysteries, and I, I I was a mystical being. I had mystical experiences when I was young. You don't know how to articulate them. You don't realize that others do or don't have them. You don't realize you're that different. Yeah. And, and so it set me on a search to learn absolutely everything I could at a mystical level, let's say, or of the unseen level. So I started delving into everything I could find even in my little grade school public library. <laughs> I was finding books on telepathy, <laughs> learning what I could. Well, tell us a little bit about what you have developed. What kind of, what kind of skills have you developed? What have you learned over the years that makes you the person that you are today? You know, you said that you went to the little library in the school and you, you read books on telepathy and so on and so forth. But right. are you telepathic? Are you a psychic? Are you a medium? What what best describes fire right. dancer? That's a good question. Um, I'm not really big on labels. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to put a sign out and call myself anything. But I, I'm very intuitive. I'm very psychic. I can be a medium. But, you know, I want you to know, I, I don't do it on command. You know, it's just part of my existence, the flow of life. I just exist in that zone. So I, I um, we do private sessions with Einstein and people want me to just channel their life. We don't really do that. And I, you know, I don't really do that. But um, I, I just am, if that would make sense. I just exist in this place of consciousness. Right. And what did I develop? I developed the awareness over time that that's what I mm -hmm. was. And so I had to go a lot of places to find out I already had it within me. You know that story? Um, and so maybe my answers are a little vague, but uh, as an example, when I sit with a client and they sit with Einstein, we just give them the answers they need, not the answers they want. So, so let, me, let me understand this. You actually do channeling, and do you channel Albert Einstein? No, it has nothing to do with Albert Einstein. Well, who is Einstein? The ancient crystal skull. The ancient crystal skull. That's Einstein. That's, this is, you know, Einstein, the ancient crystal skull, Okay. is 
that's our website. That's who I am the guardian of this amazing uh, artifact. And this, where, where is this artifact now? Sitting right in front of me. And what is the origin of this artifact? Einstein, the ancient crystal skull is, well, a lot of people like to think of it as Mayan. The skull is probably 70,000 years old. That's nothing we can prove. I usually don't give out that number, but that's the best guess that we have, and that's the information we've been given. Um, where The origin of it is this ancient crystal skull has been sitting here. Well, not sitting here. That's not the right way. He's been on this planet since the beginning of human history, recording history and bringing, as a source of bringing information to humanity, they're considered ancient computers. So different people have had possession of this skull throughout time. Um, have you ever had the skull brought to a a lab to actually get a dating on the on the crystal skull itself? Um, you know, you need like electron microscope. Mm -hmm. Einstein, the ancient crystal skull, he's 33 pounds. He's the largest ancient crystal skull in the world, known one in the world. And uh, he has been examined by experts, but to test, you could test maybe carbon dating yeah. and find out how old the crystal is. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't tell you how old the, and that's billions of years old, and it doesn't tell you how old the actual forming of the skull is. So it's it's a little different. But the experts, there's a number of experts on ancient, you know, regarding these artifacts, mm -hmm. and they've all weighed in with validation, etc. There's certain things you can look for, and Einstein has them all. So, so Carolyn, how did Einstein uh, come to you? Well, that's a good story. Einstein, the ancient crystal skull. So I, I took a workshop with a medicine man back in Los Angeles. I lived there for a period of time. And at the end of this, it was a dream workshop. At the end of the dream workshop, we all sat with little, he brought out small crystal skulls, about mm -hmm. three inches high. I had never seen or heard of them before. I meditated with it, and it talked to me. And it said, "He, you know, they're beating on a drum. You meditate. You go in through the right. eyes, and, and the skull says, you're the guardian. And I thought, I don't know what that meant. I don't know ancient crystal skulls exist at the time. And so I think, isn't that cute? It talks. I'm going to get one of these and play with it, right? So I asked my friend back in Seattle, that's my hometown, and I said, you know, can you find me a crystal skull? I want to experiment with this and learn. All right, Carolyn. About. Carolyn, we've got to take our first commercial break. Please yes. stand by. Exonation, Carolyn. Carolyn, how, what is your family name? My family name, Ford. Yeah. Oh, Carolyn Ford is our guest. And um, her website is EinsteinTheCrystalSkull.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios. In Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in. 
This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, everyone. Carolyn Ford is our special guest. We're talking about crystal skulls this hour here in the X-Zone. Uh, Carolyn's website is EinsteinTheCrystalSkull.com. So you're, before we went to the commercial break, you were telling us how you, you, know, how you got to, um, to have Einstein the Crystal Skull. Uh, so can you continue your story, please? Absolutely. So when, um, just to bring you up to date, you know, I was in a workshop, I meditated with the crystal skull, the mm-hmm. small one. I had an experience with it. So I asked my friend to find me a small, maybe three inch tall crystal skull that I could experiment with. I called him 9 PM one evening, the next day, the next morning, he calls me and said, Carolyn, I found your skull. And I said, really? He goes, but there's a problem. I go, a problem? How could there be a problem? I just want a small skull, right? Like, it's either you've got it or you don't. He said, well, it's a little bigger than you requested. I said, well, that's interesting. Well, I don't, I, I don't want a bigger one. He goes, well, this is different, Carolyn, and I think you need to come home and see it. And I said, are you kidding? You know, I'm arguing, right? Sure. I don't even know ancient skulls exist. I don't know bigger skulls exist. I'm just thinking, why should there be such a struggle here? Uh-huh. So finally, he convinces me. I book a ticket. I come back. I go back to Seattle. And on the flight there, this voice says, and you will need to pick up rose water so that you can cleanse me. And I go, oh, great. Okay. It's talking to me already. So fast forward, I get to Seattle. I go to his home. I walk in the door. And the minute I see this 33-pound skull, I just burst out crying and immediately said, that's my skull. That's my baby. This is mine. And I had memory of being part of this skull from the beginning of time, or let's just say we've been together for a long time. And so all the memories came flooding back in that moment. I don't know they exist, and now it's my baby. So (laughs) um, how my friend got the skull is part two here, which as he, I asked him to find me a skull 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. one evening. The next morning he comes into his store. Standing outside of his store was a man with a suitcase. And he invited him in, and the man pulled out a few artifacts. Well, it turned out that the there was an explorer who brought a few artifacts back from Central America and Mexico uh, back in the 20s. And there were a number of things like a jade mask and mm-hmm. a jade jaguar and this crystal skull. And the fa- he had passed away. And so the family didn't like all the scary-looking artifacts that Dad had. So they... Um, 
they owed money to a developer and they said, we can't pay you, but we'll give you artifacts in lieu of payment. He said, okay. And then he just took them to my friend's store and said, do you know anybody interested? And that was within 12 hours of me asking him to find me one. So we call this the unfolding of destiny. <laughs> I call it coincidence. Yes, yes. Um, what kind of powers does Einstein have or what abilities can he transmit to you to relay to people? Well, it's very interesting. It's, it's, everybody always wants to have that kind of understanding. Mm -hmm. It's it's very uh, subtle. It's very visceral. Like I can sit with Einstein. We're so deeply connected. He's been sleeping at my head for uh, almost 30 years. Okay, Thank so you. I've yeah. had him for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I'm deeply integrated with this skull. So what does he do separate from me? We activate each other. There is There is a a connection. Someone can sit in front of the skull, fold their arms and say, okay, do your tricks or show me your magic. Right. Nothing happens because the more receptive an individual is in the presence of Einstein, the more that will activate and open him. And then there are types of meditations. You can sit and you can rub. There are temples on the side of his said little indentations we uh -huh. call temples. Right. So if you meditate, and you move your hands back and forth, that is subtly activating the skull. There are other places to touch that activate the skull. There are ancient techniques involving mudras that even activate the skull further. Um, why, why the name Einstein? Where did the name come from? Right. I know. You, everybody thinks Albert Einstein. Yeah. And... Um, Einstein came after I got the skull. I, I really was overwhelmed. I didn't know what I had. I wasn't looking for this. This was my destiny unfolding. I had to grow into the awareness. Uh -huh. And I took and shared with some family members, my mother and my stepfather, actually. And he was a fairly metaphysical man. And the minute I took Einstein out of the bag and shared with him, I mean, it wasn't Einstein then, it was just this big crystal skull. Out of his mouth, like he was possessed, or out of his mouth, he just said, Einstein. And then in my consciousness and out of my mouth came, that's it. And we were just thrown that name. We were given that name. It was, was not an option. It just came in that first moment. Later, I found out that if you translate Einstein in, you know, the German translation is one stone. Interesting. So we, we found that interesting. Over the 30 years that you've had Einstein, what kind of strange, weird, bizarre <laughs> things have, have you witnessed yourself because of Einstein and oh. his influence in you? That's a very good question. Um, I have great stories. I have so many stories. So let me think. Um, I'm, you know, I always like to say affectionately, Einstein brings me men. <laughs> that could make him very popular all in of, of himself. But uh, Einstein is very heavy. And when I first got him, I said, oh, uh -huh. my, you are so huge. You better send me help. And I've always been given help 
uh, by Einstein. So number one, I get sent men. But number two... Wait a sec. Let's <laughs> hold, hold on here. Hold on here. So Einstein brings you men. <laughs> yes. Now, do any of these men that Einstein bring you develop into relationships? Uh, most of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always wait a, end up so, in a relationship. So, so are, you, are, you, are you married? I'm, I'm not married, but I'm in a long-term relationship oh. with someone. And, and the person who you're in a long-term relationship with doesn't mind Einstein bringing you other men? Well, he doesn't really need to, he only brings me one at a time, you know, one that's needed. So as an example, when uh -huh. I first got him, I was then guided to leave Los Angeles. I was in the entertainment industry. I left and I came to Sedona. And Why Sedona? I was... Why Sedona? I had a skull in my trunk uh -huh. and I came into, drove into Sedona and he starts telling me, go here, go there, um... And right away, I was brought to a man who was a tour guide here, very, one of the most deep, profound, mm -hmm. mystical human beings that exist. And he was brought to me, literally. I mean, we were just brought together. We didn't hardly have a choice. And uh, the story is great, but, you know, it's too long for radio. Uh, and it just goes mm -hmm. on and on. And it's this, the skull is in my trunk guiding me. And it ends up being a uh, Kevin Petrelli. He's um, he's a famous amulet maker. He made me pieces of protection, and he built an underground kiva sweat lodge out of stone for Einstein. Wow. Einstein showed him the technique that he wanted, and Kevin had lived with Mescalero Apache nomadic tribe in the mountains of Mexico for years, and was trained like a Carlos Castaneda story. And he made, we've got sacred places, standing stones, healing tables, and underground meditation places here. And he was sent, and he's still my best friend. I'm not in a relationship with him now, uh, but we're we're beyond, I mean, he's just, you know, he's like my best friend. He's really yeah. important to me. So then when it was time to go out into the world and share Einstein, then I was brought someone else. Mm. who could help me handle all of that. We drive, we travel in a motorhome to different locations, and he helps book events and handle products and negotiations and contracts and keeps me safe and protects me. You know, it's great. So um, I'm always given what I need to do the work. You know, before you said that the gentleman, I forget what his name was, would make amulets uh, that yeah. would protect yeah. you. I, I have an amulet that protects me, too, except it's made for, by Smith & Wesson. <laughs> well, I wear mine around my neck. I don't know about mm -hmm. you. I wear mine on my hip. Yeah. All right, listen, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. My name is Rob McConnell. Our special guest is Carolyn Ford. And for you people wondering, what the hell is he doing carrying a gun? I used to be a cop, for God's sake. I don't carry a gun now, but I did when I was a policeman. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, don't forget you can get your complimentary copy of the X Chronicles newspaper simply by going to xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And for all of our listeners and friends in Hamilton, the Exxon TV show is on every Tuesday night 
at 9.30 on Cable 14. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in this is your sign to thank them and if you're that friend this is us saying thank you now get a sausage McMuffin sausage biscuit sausage burrito or hash browns choose two for $2.50 enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2 price of participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal single item at regular price ExoNation, Carolyn Ford is our special guest this hour. Her website is EinsteinTheCrystalSkull.com. Let me ask you, Carolyn, what was it like driving around with a 70,000-year-old 70, 70, <laughs> skull in the trunk of your car giving you directions? <laughs> well, you know, you pretty much know you're not very normal at that point, right? Uh, yeah. And, and, of course, for the first 20 years I had Einstein, I kept him private. So you're not telling anybody that you're being guided this way. You're uh -huh. not really speaking at all, you know, to, I mean, you keep it secret. So it's been an awkward existence in, in the days where I kept him private. We were sent to the desert for 20 years of, let's say, boot camp and training where I was refined in a sense and trained through dreams, the dream time and intuition. So, um, it was pretty interesting to get me to this place where we could share Einstein with the world and uh, the biggest agenda Einstein has at this time mm -hmm. is that he wants, we do something called the imprinting of the crystal skulls and he wants his energy, you know, these are ancient computers. They're considered computers. Quartz crystal in this way is living life force, and they hold vast amount of memory and information. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you. If these are living computers, how come everyone? Uh, how come not many people can get the messages from the crystal skulls, except a very few that apparently the skull forms a relationship with? Why not with everybody? Uh, well, because humanity's been shut down pretty effectively. And so um, I seem to be around quite a few people who get messages all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not the average person. I mean, you have to choose to shift out of, let's say, the hypnotic mind that society grooms us with and to really shift out of your mind completely anyway and be more into a receptive state where other aspects of your being are perceiving and then you start to get messages and this is the beauty i watch people wake up every day to this aspect of themselves and so part of the training that the skull gives us you know the more you are open the more you will receive 
Um, I mean, that's a good question. I should just write a book about becoming all these things from the people that have their experiences with skulls. Yeah. The, uh, so you'd have to experience it. Um, is is there an extraterrestrial connection with the skull? Uh, pretty much, yes. Um, they come, you know, their origins. I mean, if you look at Einstein, he's 33 pounds. This, and he, um, he says that the people that brought him mm-hmm. are his size. So he's like a giant. He's, you know, if you put skin and all of that on Einstein, he's more like a 12-foot-tall being, maybe 9 feet, 12 feet tall wow. being. Uh, and they're behind it. There are watchers here who are uh, helping humanity evolve. And evolution often has happened through the information of the crystal skull, in my wisdom and opinion. Um, I, I'm sorry, I can't get the the image of you driving around with a crystal skull in the trunk listening to it, and then the same crystal skull is at the top of your bed when you sleep. And uh, <laughs> I, can just, I can just hear you uh, talking to somebody, so, Carolyn, what do you do? Oh, I talk to a 32-pound yeah. head. Yeah, well, you know, I don't really ever, I never really talked about it for a long time. Now I'm out, so I just... I just suck it up and, you know, yeah. answer the best that I can. But uh, what I found is there's so many people who get it. And there's so many people who flock to, you know, we have crystal skulls sit with Einstein. And then it, they upload all of the information from the computer that is Einstein here. And then they're talking, too. So I have a lot of like-minded people around now. But I understand it's a it's a leap to get to that place. It, it is, it is, and um, is Einstein related to the Edgar Mitchell skull as well as the Smith Bernie skull? Um, well, it's the Mitchell Hedges skull, just mm-hmm. just to be, and which is from your area actually. Uh, Anna Mitchell Hedges had it. Uh, I don't believe they're related necessarily, but all of them probably have some communication with each other. The thing that's unique about Einstein is he is related to, like, if you saw Einstein, there's a perfection to the carving. And then you will find in the Smithsonian, there's a Smithsonian crystal skull. It's a cruder version of the one I have, and it looks like it was carved in Einstein's image. And then there's a couple other crystal skulls, the Mayan and the Amethyst crystal skull, which are not in the public domain but kept in private. Um, They're also cruder versions of Einstein. And so um, just to get the story, like the ones that are related, Mm -hmm. when Einstein was brought to, let's say, ancient peoples, they were asked to carve in the image of this one so that there would be other little mini computers going out in the world impacting people. Please don't take this the wrong way, but how do we know that these messages are actually coming from Einstein and not from you? Um, well, I, I don't know that you would know. And um, because they come through me, I am a filter. So there's always going to be probably some color of me coming through. But, but that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is how do we know that you're just not making all this up? Oh, well, maybe you don't. I, I don't really no. know. Yeah. I think that... Um, 
I have shared Einstein with so many people mm -hmm. that you watch in the presence, like people just have a visceral knowing. Like, haven't you ever watched someone on TV and just known they were lying? You know, uh, I used you... to do that for a living as a police officer. I used to interview oh. people all the time, and this is what my forte was, interviewing or what some people would call interrogation to get right. to the bottom of the truth. And when I left the police force, somebody said, hey, you should be go on the radio, and that's what I did. <laughs> well, you have a great voice for it. Oh, thank so. you. Thank you. So, you know, if you were sitting in my presence, mm -hmm. you could look if my eyes are going, rolling up left or right probably or whatever, or my body language. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that you're good enough that you can hear my voice and you would just have a sense. I am in, you know, um, I don't know how to yeah. say how you know, to be honest with you. I can just, because I, I, I usually, I don't know, let's see, how would I want to say this? Um, I'm not. I'm not here to prove anything. Yeah. I've had a successful life. I don't even want attention. Oh, I'm, I'm not know? saying that you haven't been a successful. Please don't take me wrong. My, my question right. was one of just clarity for, for our right, audience. Right. Um, but I mean, I'm just saying I have no agenda, yeah. so I feel really authentic just there you go. my simple delivery. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you can't prove a lot. When I speak to audiences, one of the first things Einstein guided me in the beginning when I started sharing publicly was don't state a lot of facts because you can't prove this. We're not trying to prove anything. Rather, we're trying to wake people up. We're trying to get them to wonder. But we want you to wonder if I'm telling the truth or not. We want you to wonder because that opens you up to new possibilities and ways of perceiving life. But it also opens you up to skepticism. Because yes. if you cannot prove the statements that you're making, then the normal person using one and one equal two will say, well, she's got to be lying. Right, right. Yeah, somehow those people yeah. don't come into my audiences. I never I can, really I, run into them, but I, I'm I can sure understand they're out that, yeah. there, of course. Well, because, uh, of course, it's just like with people who give talks on UFOs. You'll get the UFO believers when you do right. talks on ghosts. Right. You get those who believe in the topic that you're talking about to attend because they want to believe. Right, interesting. Yeah, I, yeah very interesting. I mean, I have stories that I could tell you that are, and, and I don't always say them publicly just because I don't want to be open for ridicule yeah. or concern, but I will write them in a book soon. <laughs> it's a good idea. Sure. You know, yeah, share the information. Yeah. Um, does Einstein talk to anybody else or are you his exclusive, um, partner? Oh no. Uh, um, when people sit and have a private session, they've mm -hmm. connected with Einstein they talk to him. Oh, this is a computer. If you, you no, know, wait a I second, mean, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Hold on here. Hold uh -huh. on here. You keep calling this 32 pound piece of quartz a computer. How yes. do you, why do you call yeah. it a computer? A computer They're can be used. computers. They store knowledge. They're record keepers. They how, have information. How, how do you know that? Uh, okay. Well, you know, sometimes it's just you know. Ah, but okay. when I first got Einstein and I told you the meeting, yeah. in that moment, he told me the, the words. There were a couple things that I was told. One was the word Quetzalcoatl. Mm -hmm. 
you know that that I may not say. I mean, I say it like you know, you like it. I'm from Seattle, but. <laughs> um, Hey, listen, we, we've got to take our final break. Please stand by. Okay. Um, Exxon Nation, Carolyn Ford is our special guest. And uh, we're talking to Carolyn about her 32-pound crystal skull who goes by the name of Einstein. We'll be back on the other side of this break. And if you'd like to find out more about Carolyn, visit her website at www.einsteinthecrystalskull.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Don't go away. that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in this is your sign to thank them and if you're that friend this is us saying thank you now get a sausage McMuffin sausage biscuit sausage burrito or hash browns choose two for $2.50 enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2 price of participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal single item at regular price Nation, Carolyn Ford is our very special guest this hour. Carolyn is the uh, caretaker of Einstein that is a 32-pound crystal skull. Now, if you'd like more information about Carolyn and Einstein, visit their website, website EinsteinTheCrystalSkull.com. Uh, Carolyn, what can you tell us about the legend of the 13 crystal skulls? Um, that's a good one. That, this comes from... Um, as far as I understand, uh, Cherokee history and one of uh, Harley Swifter, one of the men that I studied with years ago, had brought this information to the world talking about when they all come together. Uh, it was to be a, an event, a moment in time. I don't know. We are a little ways from that happening and we don't have all of the skulls quite yet. But there are, there is the legend of the one central crystal skull that carries the information of all of them. And the other 12 skulls carry the information of the 12 primary planets mm. that surround us. So it's quite a story. And that when they are all brought together, they form like an arc. Some like to call it the Ark of the Covenant. That's just... I. You know, I don't know anything about that. It was just written once. But um, then a lot is supposed to happen. And it will be symbolic of a time when humanity is maybe going to start waking up a little bit more instead of being in such a self-destructive mode. So I believe it will be a little bit of time. Well, are, are we in a self-destructive mode or is this part of our evolution? Oh. Absolutely, the evolution is, you know, two steps back, one forward, something like that. I, I don't see it but, like that. I, I think yeah. th I think that humanity is is making great strides. 
Absolutely. But there's a lot that we're coming back from, a lot of lack of awareness. I mean, destruction mm-hmm. of waters and and plants and earth and bees are in danger and, and you know, we can't afford to lose those. So there's a lot of things that have been carried a little far, right? Mm-hmm. That um that don't you know are not symbolic of a lot of awareness. Speaking about symbology, is there a connection between legend of the thirteen crystal skulls and Jesus Christ and the twelve apostles? I love that question. Um, I think the twelve with one in the center mm-hmm. is symbolic throughout. I mean, the Knights of the Round Table too. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a metaphor for a lot on this planet. The twelve planets around one um yeah i feel that they're all actually variations of the same story um so why do you think that the crystal skulls are so sacred and just not pieces of crystal that have been chiseled and formed into skulls right that's a good question too i'm sorry i keep saying that but i'm always struck with yes these are good questions uh the crystal skull, one thing that's very interesting, if you talk to a carver that is carving the skull, when they get the eyes carved, they feel an awakening. They mm-hmm. feel a presence. They feel it come to life. If you just have a tall crystal, yeah. you know, a nice generator point or something, mm-hmm. you're not going to get, you'll get frequency, you'll get energy, but you're not going to get a degree of consciousness. The eyes and the shape of the crystal skull is very sacred. It's it's uh, like the golden mean. It has when they're done correctly. Like this this skull Einstein is. There's such a degree of perfection to just the shape and to look at this and the lines, like the golden mean, the Fibonacci uh, shape. So this. Um, kind of lost where I was going here with it, but that they come awake, they come alive. So they're very different than just an everyday crystal. And that's what then allows humanity. You see, a crystal skull gives you your reflection. So it helps to mirror humanity. Uh, and, okay. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this. You, can't, you made a reference, <clears throat> excuse me, to legend of the 13 crystal skulls as being... The 12 planets, and according to what I know, there are only eight planets. Uh, so what are the other four planets? And uh, Well, there's 12 sacred planets. I'm actually not an expert on that. I couldn't really, I, I, I could refer to my friends who are astrologers. Uh, but there's there are more that are just not maybe considered in the primary domain, but there's more that are considered, but I'm sorry, I wouldn't know, okay. I wouldn't know that answer. All right, I, I was just wondering about that because, you know, all throughout yeah. school, and, and in fact, my producer checked, and uh, still, officially, there are only eight planets. Mind you, the, some officials actually proposed 12 uh, planets in the solar system, but that hasn't been passed yet. Right. A, a lot of information mm-hmm. is here that isn't really part no, of no. our awareness, okay. too. Um, I I will investigate that because I'm sorry I can't answer yeah. it, but I I'm um, I've been told the planets too, so I think they're just not all maybe on the absolute radar. So let's uh, you know our our time is coming up very fast uh, for for us to say so long, but I, I guess this is the pivotal question. This is what the entire hour has led up to. 
Why do you believe Einstein is so important? Hmm. Um, I feel the importance of Einstein. I've been living with this skull for 28 years, and I mm -hmm. watch people alter in the presence of Einstein when we are sitting. The combination of me and Einstein, I'm holding a space, and we don't have to say or do much. They just they get their reflection they get they have an experience they change they alter they cry we're not saying anything we're not conditioning them they just come and have an experience you know um this is a skull that is here to awaken mm -hmm. so we make as many small skulls imprinted skulls available to people all around the world through our store and when they get them i have just tons and tons of stories of how it's just altered them, and then they can talk to Einstein, and then they feel Einstein through their skull. And it's all about consciousness. He's considered the skull of consciousness. It's awakening humanity. It's activating people. It's raising them up. Mm -hmm. You see, remember who you are is our message. Now, not the, who you think you are, not who you've been conditioned to be, but remember who you are. Now, these uh, small skulls that you sell through your store that, that you say people can connect or use as connections to, uh, to Einstein, how do, you, how do you make these skulls? Well, we have carvers all over the world that mm -hmm. carve skulls. We have some carved in the image of Einstein. We're guided to have them carved in the image because that is the way it was done by the ancients. But we also have carvers that make them in di all different types of crystalline materials and then you see the the we call it imprinting or uploading to mm -hmm. the information goes from the big skull to the smaller one you just set them in their presence we just do um we just have intention and we do ceremony sometimes we set them in a circle right. we're there to receive that information and then when people get the skull they feel it and they mm -hmm. have the potential of that wisdom in their skull and they can receive whatever they're ready to receive they can perceive what they're ready to perceive it's really quite astounding we've been doing this for a while now and uh you know sometimes i'm going wow this is just it's 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 a mystery on some level and it's very focused and purposeful on another what are your final thoughts that you'd like to share with the exxon nation tonight hmm I'd like everybody to be open to the mysteries of life. Be open, ask questions, perceive and feel, and not through your mind either, mm -hmm. through, through some other sense than your mind, because the purpose is that, the, you know, when you're watching TV, your mind just gets programmed. But if you're perceiving life through another sensory perception, you start to wake up, and then you can't be manipulated, then you can't be controlled, and then you become your own person, and you align with the truth of who you are and what you're here to do in this life. That's what I'd like to see from others. Let me ask you this. If, in fact, these are ancient artifacts from a far superior race mm -hmm. that can embed thoughts into people, how do we know that there isn't a nefarious reason why these crystal skulls, if they are computers, 
have been found and are coming together these days. Maybe they, is it possible that they actually pose a threat to humanity? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's good. That's a good question, too. Um, <clears throat> this is why I it'll said have what to I be, said It'll before. have to be a yes or no answer because we're running really fast on okay. time. When you learn to perceive, when you learn where to trust, where you, when you learn where your truth comes from and you're not letting your mind guide you, then you'll know your own answers. And you don't have to be fearful about nefarious forces controlling you. You find that place within you where your truth is. All right. I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight, Carolyn and Exo Nation. If you'd like to find out more about Carolyn Ford and her 32-pound um, head that she takes everywhere with her, in the trunk of the car, at the top of her bed, and she strokes it gently to get uh, the information or to activate it. Am I reading something into this that isn't there? I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'll be back. Don't go away. Or don't uh, stroke any skulls or anything else. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba.